Welcome back to another edition of the Rally Cap Podcast. I'm Zach Freeze, alongside my partner, my cohort, my fellow baseball lover, Elliot Rearing. And Elliot, we said we wouldn't take a month off again. So we might not do every week, but it's been a month. We've missed uh we've missed quite a bit, but uh good to be back a month later. Our last podcast was I think May 10th, so welcome back. Zach, it's great to be back. Um it couldn't be better that we're back. Mm-hmm. Uh the Reds are real are, are red hot. Um they are. two game win streak. Yeah, might win a World Series. For sure. Yeah, it's just, you know, Zach and I feel that and I'm speaking for Zach. Thanks. It's you're welcome. It's coming coming and doing this a week after week podcast. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I don't like Nick Crawl week after week. I'm not going to yeah. do it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the team's not very good week after week. So usually we we're going to we're going to wait until we have guests and if we have guests we'll do an episode for you. Uh we want to make it worth your time. Uh we want to make it worth our time. We love doing this, but at the same time we know the same it gets repetitive saying, "Oh, the Reds aren't very good." So I I think I think we'll 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 continue that motto unless uh hey maybe the Reds are good. Maybe they will. But Zach, we have a great guest today. We do have a great guest. Clay Snowden who I uh have I, I was I claimed him as our like social media hype man because every time we have a guest he uh he quote tweets us and says a bunch of nice stuff. So he also uh does stuff for just baseball, writes for just baseball. So Clay was great. We got like we squeezed almost an hour out of Clay. Yeah, Clay, and I think, Clay was know, very nice. He was uh he was definitely uh, a great guest for us to get. No really knowledgeable, knows knows a lot about baseball, knows a lot, you know, knows the intricacies of the Reds. Probably more like I mean, I consider myself a pretty, you know, big fan and but like he even like he knows uh, I think a lot about especially the farm system and, and all that stuff. So Clay, we got a good hour with Clay Snowden, which was great, but yeah, it was it was awesome. Zach, what do you want to what do you want to talk about next? What do you yeah. where, where do we well, want to go here? I was thinking about this today earlier, and like, where can we go? How do we not start with the most insane man in baseball? Can you believe how bad of a fantasy football commissioner Mike Trout is? Unbelievable! <laughs> Are you kidding me? We have to start with Tommy Pham. Yeah, I. This is ridiculous. I can't believe it. So I, you know, when when Tommy Fam when Tommy Fam was signed, everybody was very excited. Sure, I was very excited. Zach was very excited. Yep. Uh, I'm not gonna. I mean, it, we're getting probably what we deserve out of him. I don't think he's, he's overproducing. Fair, he's not underproducing. I think we're could getting, be worse. The issue is that he's a lunatic. He's a lunatic. That's I, the word. It's I think, lunatic. I think he's a nut. And that's okay. I like nuts. Yeah. Almonds. Yep. All kinds of nuts. We do. I but, eat nuts. But this is preposterous. It's 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 not right. I mean, there's something wrong. Evidently wrong. And I know it fell out. At, like, it was a newsworthy two weeks ago. But still, this is ridiculous. A fantasy football league. And Jock Peterson gets slapped by Tommy Pham because of an IR... I love there. It's so good. The the like we had players' names dropped. Jeff Wilson's name getting dropped in the middle of this. <laughs> I, <laughs> it ain't that serious, bro. Sorry, I, Tommy. I can't believe it. I I legitimately when the story broke, it was like, dude, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Why are you doing this? He slapped him, and that's the other thing. 
I've heard I heard I've heard many people talk about this lately. What is up with people slapping? Yeah. What is the slap? Slap is back. I don't I don't physically assault people, but when I do, mm. you close a fist. Let me, you... Yeah, I mean, I, why wouldn't I punch? I would punch. Again, I don't do that. Maybe it wasn't worthy Some, of. A I don't punch. go out of my I don't go out of my way to punch or slap people, but when I do, I would like to think I'd choose a, a punch <laughs> for maximum damage. <laughs> yeah. Again, here it's at Rally so Cap, bizarre. we don't advocate violence. No. But when we do, uh, I mean, maybe don't slap like a weirdo. Mm. Why are we? Sl- what is? I mean, Will Smith just ruined America. Yeah. He slapped. I, it's just so bizarre. And then, at, so he gets, so he gets a three-game suspension. It's just, I, 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 a lot of things could be added to, you know. You know, there's been this has been a weird year. A lot of things have happened, but like Tommy Pham, I don't know. Now I guess I understand why. Like, I don't think Cardinals fans, Rays fans, Padres fans. I know Padres fans aren't super fond of Tommy Pham. I I kind of get it. He's a guy that you're kind of like eh, having this guy on our team. Eh, I don't I don't know. It's tough to. He's a tough guy to. He's a tough guy to have to cheer for almost kind of like and I, and like. I don't know. He's not a terrible player, but he is just kind of one of those. He's just a lunatic. He's just like you're kind of like ah, we really have to. We really have to cheer for the pull for this guy. Like I have to. You know, we we were at the game where he threw he threw a ball into the stands. Did we mention that? I Have don't we know if we I don't know if we've mentioned he that. He whizzed a ball into the stands. It was never a news story. No. Nothing ever came of it. It was against the Padres. It was that day game here in Cincinnati. Nobody was there. Whizzed a ball at, a, I think, a group of teenagers or something. It was I think they were heckling him, and he just launched a baseball at It was him. a foul ball, came and trickled his way, and the first moment he got, he whizzed it into the stand. Yeah, he's Tommy Pham's something else. I don't think he'll be a red for too much longer, so I don't I, think he'll be our problem. Do you think he'll get traded? Yeah, I do. He's a free agent. I think he could maybe be useful to somebody that is okay with Taking on a lunatic, but look, if if you want, I mean, Tommy Fan might be able to help your team in a pennant race. If you, you know, guy facing left-handed pitching, you know, I, I could see somebody wanting him, maybe. But that I don't know. Does that? How much does that hurt? Is does that hurt his trade value? Knowing you're getting a guy that might, I mean, he might. He's such a loose cannon. You never know. Some you you go a little more extreme than putting a guy up from IR or putting a guy that has COVID on IR. He might. He might, he might, we might see some kicks and punches. We, something serious actually happens. I don't want to know what's going down. So <laughs> I, I, uh, I could definitely see him getting traded. No doubt. No it's, doubt. you know, what's crazy. The Reds have been like the front, front of baseball for like, I think twice. Uh, once when we tore everything down in the Phil Castellini comments. Sure. And then again now for Tommy Pham slapping people, which again, the Big slap story. makes no sense. Yeah. Why are we slapping people? I don't know. But and it's like the Reds have been the front of the baseball world twice, all for bad reasons. Mm-hmm. The team's not good. We've been playing better. They're playing. You know what they're playing? They're playing like I thought they'd play. Yeah. They're playing five hundred ba- a little of, a little above five hundred baseball. If the entire team didn't get hurt, uh, and if we weren't starting rookies on their very first time for the first month, we I think we'd be in a better spot. Right. We wouldn't make the playoffs, but we'd. I mean, we'd. I, I'd still think. I still believe we'd. We'd. We touch our win total. Yeah, I think. I mean, you start three and twenty-two, and I mean, I mean, it's you know, that's that's the season right there. But you know, they've played better, and and there th- things have st- stuck out. I think. I mean, the random guys they 
grabbed off the scrap heap. It's just funny how they're they've been so good. Drury and Matt, Matt Reynolds. And Only the Reds can get Albert away with Almora. That it's just un. Never in a million years did I think Brandon Drury, Matt Reynolds, who I didn't know existed, and Albert Almora would be like contributing players on a Reds team in 2022. Zach, we're one Tyler. We Zach, we're a Tyler Stevenson injury away from Brandon Drury being our All Star. Probably. We're one Tyler Stevenson injury away from yeah. Brandon Drury mm-hmm. being our All Star. And it's yeah, probably. Yeah, that's that's sobering. Um, also, uh. Graham Ashcraft's made his. He's made four starts, uh, made his debut, and he's been very good. I mean, he is elite would be the friend, word. Friend of the podcast, good friend of our our, our podcast. Graham Ashcraft, I, I like what I see from from this guy. He's, I mean, this guy. I, I maybe I wasn't expecting. I, I I was. I thought he had something, but man, he has been very impressive. Uh, ERA in the ones through four starts. I mean, not striking a ton of guys out, but, I mean, if you're just getting outs, it's not like he's getting given up hard contact. Ashcraft's been very impressive. Maybe that's something, I don't know, at least something optimistic, trying to pull hard here. But Ashcraft, really, really pleased with with what he's done. And, I don't know, We'll, we'll uh, hopefully we can get Lodolo back. But we've seen it from Ashcraft. We've seen Green have his ups and downs. I mean, he dominated against Arizona, and then he – has a bad had a bad start against the Cubs at a bad you know started great against Boston and then struggled in the fourth. But I mean the young pitching I th- I think that's the that's the thing is like what if the Reds are going to hold their hat on something it's probably going to be the young pitching and we talked about it with Clay like they have a bunch of young pitchers so that's I mean if there is a reason if you're still sticking around watching this team maybe that's a reason to to do so but. I guess that Ashcraft, uh, since our last podcast has been, has stood out for sure. Yeah, what's our record? We're we're fifteen games below five hundred. Uh, twenty and thirty-five, I think. Right. Yeah. So that twenty would be and thirty-five. I yeah, I Ashcraft has been very good. Hunter Green, for the most part, has been very good. Uh, uh, uh Luis Castillo has been very good. Luis Castillo has been good. Yeah. I I think pitching wise, starting pitching wise, we've been pretty. Tyler Malley's calmed down. Uh, I I think I think I think we're the pitching is kind of I mean similar to better than last year starting wise. Uh, the bullpen's not good. Yeah, bullpen's been atro- pretty, pretty much a, pretty atrocious. Pretty much everybody except for Diaz is mm. bad. Yeah, and Hoffman. Hoffman has been pitching well. Had been pitching well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Bullpen's been bad. I thought it would be better. I'm disappointed with that. I thought. We'd get more from Tony. I thought Sessa would be better. I thought our guy Art would be better. But you know, like I mean, bullpens, it can be fickle. You know, every year you never know. Um, it's just it can be. You you think a guy can be dominant one year and then the next year he loses it or he doesn't have it or he's not as good like Sanion. I didn't think Sanion was going to struggle and you know, he is. He certainly struggled. So yeah. Bullpen is bullpen's taking a step back. I can't watch Hunter Strickland's hard to watch. That guy, it's it's bad. I was I've never been more wrong about a take than me saying yeah, Hunter Strickland's going to be a good contributor. Yeah, I mean, I thought he would be oh, at he least serviceable. He contributes. It's yeah. just negative. He does. Um, he does. Other than that, like you said, the hitting has been weirdly good. Yep. Um, I don't know why that is. Like Zach said, it. Albert Almora Jr. is Ken Griffey Jr. Matt Reynolds. So, Matt Reynolds is hot. 
another guy named hot, Reynolds. It's really good. Hot seat India. Hot seat, yeah. Hot second seat base. India. You don't like what do you, the Reddit? You don't you don't agree with that redditor? No, I don't. I don't agree with that. <laughs> you redditor. don't agree that that Indy's job should be you know what are we gonna do? I no. I what think do you do? I think that's gross. <laughs> what a what a gross opinion. Uh, oh no. Speaking of India though, India is on a rehab assignment. Yes, he, he is on a rehab assignment. As is Donovan Solano for the very first yep. time. We might see Donovan Solano. And then it's uh, Shrocktober. And then it's Shrocktober, yep. which I to be quite honest, Zach, I don't know what happens to this lineup when they come. Uh, some, something you got to give because Matt going to be can't, out. You can't take away Matt Reynolds. They're not taking Drury out. You can't take Drury, and you can't. I don't think they're taking out more. You out. can't take out more. So that means oh, but all our boys going down. Who know who gets which who, one? Uh, <laughs> Alejo. Alejo. Yeah, he's going down. I feel. I feel so. He I'm, is getting him and him and Friedel do kind of get. I mean, they Friedel. Uh, Friedel's not good. Friedel's not good. But it does. Friedel gets sent down back and forth. Moose is out for a day. He's got to come back, and nope, nope, this guy's back, so he's got to go back down to Louisville, and he he gets shipped out. Alejo, I feel definitely worse for it. Alejo, I feel like I don't know. He's he's getting a short. It's just like he's he, not getting a chance. He's he, not getting he a is, chance. He's a guy that's like a younger guy that maybe like if he had more chances, like usually on a rebuilding team, like he's a guy that you would typically he'd play almost every day or he'd play a lot. Especially if there's injuries, but then like Drury and Reynolds and Almora have come in, and it's just like he is playing, starting maybe once once a week, maybe at most twice a week, barely getting at bats. So yeah, yeah I, we, I feel bad for Alejo, but I mean they're gonna have to make a decision. You got Schrock, India, and Solano. I think all coming back. And um, the deadline will help clean this up a little bit, but yeah, the deadline will help clean it up, but. Something to keep in mind. Maybe Aquino. Aquino, Aquino not, will be gone. But Aquino but Aquino's gone. out of options. So are they going to DFA Aquino? They already did that. Well, and he passed the waivers. He's been hot. He's going to pass him again. Elliot, he's been hot. You can pick him up. You can I pay agree. him. I think he should be DFA'd. But I think uh, I think that... Go ahead. I think that throw out, when he threw that guy out for the win against the Giants, I think that bought him another six years here. <laughs> I think Aristides that bought Aquino, him six Aristides years. Aristides he does Aquino, have a wicked arm. Aristides Aquino had two hits... In his first, I don't know, whatever, he his average right now is one fifty eight. Mm. Hot. Is that gonna warrant you an MLB contract? I don't know, but he's I don't think been so. hot. He's uh, ooh, the catcher who had a good spring. I already forgot his name. Aramis Garcia. That been guy's hard. horrible. He's been hard to watch. That guy, <laughs> that guy is horrible. Yeah, I wince. I wince at Aramis Garcia being in the lineup. Oh, I mean, God. I yikes. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. He had a home run, I think. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Stevenson has been, I mean, great. There hasn't been anybody better. So tremendous. Catching wise, he might be the best offensive catcher in the league. In fact, he is, except for um, Wilson Contreras. Yeah. Wilson Contreras is the only catcher that is above him right now in pretty much any statistical category. And then I think that wraps it up. We, we, we don't have a shortstop right now. There's no need to talk about a short, certain shortstop. We don't have one. Yeah, I mean that's so. nuts. I mean the people. <laughs> I don't think the people. I don't think we pe- need to talk about him, man. The people who come on Twitter and they're the Twitter heroes saying Jose Barrero, Jose Barrero, Jose Barrero, Jose Barrero. You guys need to get your brains checked because I, with respect, Jose Barrero again minimal at bats, and we'll get into that with with Clay. Yeah, it's minimal at bats, but man, he just hasn't looked up to par as as an MLB player. He hasn't. He hasn't. Kyle Farmer, despite what everybody thinks of him, despite him being average, despite him being blah, 
I truly believe is a leader of this clubhouse. He's one of them. And he performs high offensively against left-handed pitching. I, I mean, he's hitting right now. Uh, I'm looking at the stats here. Cal Farmer's hitting 270. I mean, I can't, you can't he's ask. He's white hot right You can't now. ask better than he's that. He's white hot. Every Kyle, Kyle, Farmer, Kyle Farmer has five home runs. He's got 32 RBIs, 21 runs scored. He has an OBP of 332, which is above league average. 271 batting average, above league average. And he's a plus defender. What do you want from him? What exactly do you want from him? That you're. What do you think? Um, better question. What do you think Jose Barrero is going to do? Because he's not hitting 270. I hate to tell you. He's not hitting 270. I doubt that he has an OBP higher than 335. And the only other thing that he could maybe hit is more, he might hit more home runs, even though he has yet to do that in the MLB. So yeah. if that if that's your argument, you can go ahead and run with it. Um, I think it's I think it's a garbage argument. I think Kyle Farmer's I, earned the job. Kyle Farmer has not earned the respect that he he has deserved. And if you want to say he's average, he is. Spoiler, he is. You get what you pay for him. Uh, you pay him very little. Uh, and he produces, I would say, more than what you get, more than what you pay. I think it has been incredible. Like Kyle Farmer's turnaround uh, since the our last podcast, where I think I ripped him, has been just unbelievable. Maybe that's what it takes. Maybe I just gotta. Every time he struggles, <laughs> he'll get hot. Every time he struggles, and then I like continue or I say bad things about him, he gets hot. No, I mean there's nothing. There's nothing I can say. Kyle Farmer's been white hot. Unbelievable. Zach, yeah. Since joining the Reds, I would say outside of, outside of 2019, 2019 he hit 230, 280, and that was when he was our catcher. Yeah. Um, he has hit in 2020 266 with a 330 OBP, above average, both categories. And 2021, 263 with a 316, slightly below average in OBP, above average in average. Uh, in 2022, he's hitting 271 with a 332. He's doing what you want. Yeah, he's doing a, what you pay. He's been more than a serviceable shortstop in these last. I, I, I've been the the last, especially. It's been funny. The last three, four weeks have just been. I mean, there's nothing. You, Kyle Farmer has been unbelievable. You can't, you can't take him out of the lineup. Well, mainly because I don't have. I and mean, Barrero's still going to be. He's in Louisville. Um, I think they're trying to get him right. Um, anyway, but. I mean, he's not coming out of the lineup against a lefty, period, because he's a top five hitter against top lefties. Four. Top four. So he's staying in the lineup against lefties. I don't care. You know, that's a non-negotiable. I don't know. I, I'm. I'll, I'll. I'll be wrong about Kyle Farmer. If he hits like this, I'll be wrong. And so, again, it's not that I'm here saying Kyle Farmer should get extended. I'm not saying he should get paid. I'm saying Kyle Farmer. He's been more than service. Kyle Farmer should not be benched for Jose Barrero ever. Sorry, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen at this stage in Jose Barrero's career. I shouldn't say ever. If Jose Barrero becomes an MLB player that can hit, fine, bench him. But he can't. So as of right now, he can't. Yeah. Kyle Farmer's earned the job. That's what we're talking about. Um, outside of Kyle Farmer, other players that have been kind of standing out, Brandon Drury, he's Drury. again hitting similar to Farmer, 266, 326 OBP. Uh, the difference is he has somehow 11 home runs, which, I mean, Power. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, I I mean Brandon Jury has been very good. Yeah, I didn't see him. that coming. I don't. I don't know the contract off the top. Low of my head. because it was a minor league deal. I don't know if he got if he gets any. I think I think he's been to arbitration, but I don't know if he's. I don't know the contracts as contract stuff as well as I should. But 
Yeah, and, and 700k it says according to Baseball Reference. All right, so that's I mean he's getting paid the minimum. Basically, yeah, the minimum. He's getting the minimum. That's insane. Yeah, that's I mean, that's yeah. absolutely that's good. Insane. They, they do they find these guys where they just give them a minor league deal, make or they claim them, they make and then they somehow or you know the Dan Straley's, the Scooters, the I mean Connor Overton would have probably been if he would have been healthy. He's a guy. He was a guy that has been. Unbelievable, unbelievable. But unfortunately, the season Overton. So, sorry. <laughs> nice one. But yeah, that that it's been uh, nice one. Yeah, I've been Drury's one. I'm shocked because he was kind of coming. I thought he was. I thought was, I was mad. He was like, "This guy's gonna make the team." Like he's the last guy on the team, and he's been. I think he's been the least second in OPS right now behind yeah. behind I, Tyler Stevenson. So. Yeah, Drury. Uh, this one, that that somehow I don't know how that makes no sense to me. How he's been, how good he's been. But I will. I so I want to go down the line. A couple more players here. One, I'm just going to talk about quickly. He's played 33 games with the Reds. 33 games. Yeah. He has a 350 on base percentage, and he's hitting 277. He has two home runs, 11 walks, uh, 11 RBIs, um, and he has three stolen bases. Matt Reynolds. Matt Reynolds. Why is he good? Why, Zach? Explain to me how. I can't. I don't. I can't explain it. He hasn't really been good in his career really anywhere. I think he has hit left-handed pitching okay, but he's never been a guy that you thought would could come in and do this. I mean, he's been, like, everything. I know we get into analytics. Like, I won't get too analytical, but, like, Everything is shown, like, if you look at, like, numbers and expected batting averages and stuff, this hasn't been a fluke. Like, he's hit the ball hard. He's been very good against lefties. He's getting on base, like you said. Matt Reynolds, I don't know. I don't know what this, I don't know where he came from. I didn't know who he was. I don't know what this guy's, I didn't know what this guy was about. But, uh, yeah, Matt Reynolds is, I don't know, He's he's earned a spot somewhere. He's going to... He ain't taking India spot. Sorry to that redditor, but <laughs> he's probably gonna be. He's gonna be on this team. I don't know. I guess that means if that means you know what. I don't know what happens when Schrocker's ready, but I don't know. They're making the decision difficult for whatever. I think Schrock. I think Schrock would probably go to outfield. Uh, Kino yeah. would be dropped, and that's what I think. Friedel would be gone. Alejo's gone. Um, I think that's probably what's gonna happen. Yeah, and there might be an injury. Senzel is due to get hurt, probably. There. Sorry, that was a ricochet. <laughs> we'll get to him. He's one of my couple players up next. By the way, Tommy Pham is hitting better than I thought. He's hitting two. He's hitting well. He's hitting two forty six, which isn't great, but he has a three fifty OBP. Pretty so. good, and he's you know had some some power. Had some pop. Seven so. home runs. Yeah, he, he's he's doing fine. He's going to be a good trade piece. Um, next down the line, a guy that I I kind of absolutely shit on. Mm. Uh, I think he's been terrible. I'm going to give you some numbers, Zach. Okay. This player has played roughly a full season's worth of games, 147 games. His line, 212 batting average, 307 OBP, 383 uh, slugging. Or is that slugging or OPS? Doesn't matter. I don't care. With 17 home runs and 60 RBI. That's three seasons. 212-307. Is this Garcia? No, this is Mike Moustakis. Oh, okay. All right. Mike Moustakis has played you. roughly a full season's worth of games, 147. For the Reds. For the Reds. Okay. 212, 307, 383, 17 home runs, 60 RBIs. I mean, it's just... 
this has been a nightmare. And there was actually a point during the season, I think during our, our absence, where he, he turned it around. Unfortunately, now it's, bad. it's dead again. It's he's hard hitting, to watch. He's hitting 200. Uh, he plays. Mike Moustakis might be the worst defender, period. Yeah. He, he can't move. playing the field. He can't move. Um, Moose is hard to watch. That one's tough. I, I can't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know how they're going to get rid of that contract if they're going to get rid of that contract. They can't. I, I mean, you can't really eat. You, I mean, why would you? Why would you even eat it at this point? You can't. There's so nothing. We're stuck. Moose. We're he, stuck with Moose. You can go buy his jersey in the uh, in the in the in the whatever. Mm. What do they call that? Team shop. Pro Team shop. shop. Yeah. Pro shop. Yep. Go buy a Moustakas go jersey. Go buy a Moose jersey. Uh, you might get some incentive on his seventeen million dollar contract. So, uh, other than him, I think the other one has Naquin been hurt. Where's he at? Naquin's hurt. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Naquin, Naquin's been pretty good this year. Um, the other one is Nick Senzel. It's the last one, the last player. Yeah. Thoughts? I think he's as good as there is at getting catchers interference. It's so <laughs> amazing. I it's it is uncanny. I, I didn't know like Jacoby Ellsbury was known for that. He's got like twelve of them in his career, which is crazy. Like Nick Senzel is like twelve or eleven or twelve. Oh, it oh. Yep, Nick Senzel scratched from the lineup. So at, on cue, as I as I was joking about it, half joking, was scratched from the lineup. So Nick Senzel's out. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Nick Senzel. The problem is, is I've tried to be a Nick Senzel guy. I saw so much. I, I liked what I saw from him as a rookie, to the point where I was, you know, thought this could be a guy. This could be our center fielder. And then it's just nothing has really gone well since then. It's been just an unfathomable amount of injuries. You know, he missed a month with COVID in 2020. I'm not criticizing him for that. Like, it's all right. You know, he had COVID. Okay. But then it's just more injuries, and they pile on top of each other. And then last year, he missed almost the whole year, basically. What, he played 30 games or yeah. something, 40 games? This year, he had COVID again. Because he can't get into any rhythm, and then when he does play, I just feel like there's no real power. Like, he just doesn't have power. He's made plays in center. I give him credit for that. He's played well defensively, but there is just – the bat just doesn't – I just don't know if the bat is there. I, I don't think the bat can play. I, I don't see it. I think I'm I'm revoking – I think I'm turning in my badge. My, my Nick Senzel can be good badge. I just don't think it's – he had with one, the injuries and the and the, just the inconsistencies and the lack of power, I just I don't know. I, I don't, did he have power in AAA? I mean, it's not like a ton of power, but, but like, he had second base. But he power. was hitting, he had, like, but he was he, hitting doubles and he was hitting. You know, he could hit the ball like hard. Like Zach, he, he was had hit, one extra base hit from April 29th to June. What was that? Fifth, April 29th to June 5th. He had one extra base hit. That was a home run. I I th- I just I I think the Nick Senzel wagon I God love him, I he was a highly uh, he was sure. he, he was a great prospect. Um, it didn't work. Prospects in baseball are hard to are hard to turn into gold. Right. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he did not turn into that. The best ability is availability. I'll say it till the day I die. Yeah. Uh, he's not available ever. You can't count on him to be healthy. No. And like you said, production wise, I I mean he's not good. I he so hasn't been good. Defensively, he's been pretty good. At, I mean, he only, makes great play. Like he can cover a lot of ground, but like, so could Billy Hamilton. Like, yep. And if you can't hit, it's just like, uh, like you have to, you have to be good. Like, if, okay, it's one thing. Like, okay, if he was at least like a guy that could get on base at a decent clip. Maybe not. The power's not there. 
but he can get on base. Okay. Or steal bases. I don't know. You know, maybe there is a, Billy Hamilton is, I, I, I criticize Billy Hamilton, but all right. Like, you could, he made a, he made a four or five year career being with the Reds. He could at least, you know, maybe your, your speed is that much of a game changer that, okay. But like, it's not, and it's just not, I don't know. There's no, there's not enough power. It's not, it's just not there. It's just the Senzel. It's not there. Maybe it was like, I, Maybe I got sucked into the, you know, he was the second overall pick. I just looking, I don't, that I don't think that draft class was very good. I think that draft class, for as a whole, like sucked. I think like I bought into, all right, this is the best college bat in the draft. Like this guy is gonna be, you know, I, I really like this kid. Like he's the best. Seems like he's the most polished college bat in the draft, and it just turns out it didn't work out. Maybe it was just. I don't know. It, it just has not worked out. I don't know what's next. Like, we, we talk about it with Clay. I don't really know what you can do with him. I think he's going to, you know, either non-tender him or, you know, he plays. And so I don't – Again, I, again. There's it, no trade value. It, no. It, again, the only, so, thing, the only thing you do, it's the same thing with Moose, except you're not paying him 100 bill. You see uh, if you, it you, somehow it can get going. I don't know. You you just let it ride. It's a, it's a rebuild. It doesn't matter. So do it, do whatever you want. Play them, don't play them. Either way, we're not winning games. So, uh, on that happy note, uh, I wanted to go to this because uh, I've been hearing this debate, and our and our smart friend Cole Carley has been saying smart this. Friend. He's really just a just smart a guy, brilliant mind. I call him Einstein. He said, <laughs> he said, uh, David Bell is a part of the issue, and and I didn't get to talk about it with Clay. I forgot to talk about it with him. The people on Twitter, the people who call in to radio stations and who are trashing David Bell, all David Bell has done is put out a put out a lineup that has been given to him. And honestly, I don't know if if he's being told to play that lineup. I don't know how it works in major league in, in major league baseball. And the movie, and I get all all my baseball knowledge behind the scenes come from, came from the movie Moneyball. And in the movie Moneyball. The the manager is most of the time when you're playing for a when you're playing for an Oakland A's a Cincinnati Reds it seems like that manager is just unhappy most of the time wants a long contract so he can get paid and then you play the lineup that's been given to you he's playing the lineup that's been given to him Matt Reynolds is our best player so what are we doing what are we doing blaming David Bell every all the players like him uh, yeah. I, and, and other than that he's done nothing wrong does he make some bad pitching moves yeah sure. he, yeah he does but at the end of the day. When your average ERA is five nine or five three, which ranks 29th, ninth, uh, you know you're not going to win games. It's not David Bell's fault. It's never been David's Bell. It's never been David Bell's fault. It's never been a more abundantly clear to me now. I think the front office is making him do these things, uh, and I'm sure he will be after this rebuild fired. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I think so too. I think he'll be a he'll be a sacrifice. But like, if you're blaming David Bell, go ahead. And look at the, it is Wednesday night, the Wednesday night game against Arizona. Go look at this lineup tonight. This is terrible. How can you be expected to win with this lineup? TJ Friedel's leading off, then Alejo. Then you have Pham, Vado, Farmer, Almora, Reynolds, Garcia, or Almora, Reynolds, Aquino, Garcia. You're not winning. You're not winning series. Like, you're, you're barely going to win. We saw it. Like, yeah, when they were three and twenty-two with the lineups they were running out there, that's a Louis, you're running out Louisville lineups. That's Louisville. Yeah, that's I, the bats, man. You're not winning at the majors. You're not beating the Dodgers and the Padres with 
no, like with respect to some of these guys, Friedel and JT Riddle and Al Mora and I mean like Garcia, like Garcia was playing catcher every day and Aquino, like you're not winning. Period. And, and a lot of and then there's that and then there's the stuff where he's like, oh, this bullpen pitcher shouldn't have been in. Guys, I'm gonna read some, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna read you some bullpen numbers. Tony Santion has a five ERA. Right. Luis Sessa has a five fourteen ERA. Art Warren has a 6-3 ERA. Hunter Strickland, 6-4 ERA. If he wants to go to Lucas Sims, our one of our best relievers, first of all, he's hurt, but if he comes back, he's got a 9-4 ERA. Well, how's Jared Solomon doing, Zach? Ooh, that was bad last night. How's he doing? You well, that's what it is. It's like He's got he, a 9-9 ERA. You think, like, you, yeah, I, he, he puts in, like, there was a game against Milwaukee, and, like, he puts in, like, they're up 10, and it, Joel Kunal comes in, and it's a five-run game. It's like they got to get... It's it's so bad. It's just like they don't have their bullpen's bad. That, you know they don't yeah. have a lot of guys they can trust. It's just how it is right now. It's it just I had, I had to say it because the people the David Bell slanderers. Yeah, in the it's world, silly. You don't know what you're talking about. You're silly. I wish you I'd wish you not say it because it just makes you look stupid. Um. Other than that, uh, da, 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 we have a deadline coming up approaching. I think the Reds are going to be one of the more active teams. I mean, I do. I think. I don't. I mean, I, in fact, I would say there's. I, I don't. I don't know how many other team like how many sellers have as many valuable pieces. I think the Royals point. have Benintendi, and there is maybe going to be. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know if. I think the Orioles might have a couple like the Orioles, maybe Santander and. I mean, I I think the Nationals are not. Uh, the Nationals have Josh Bell, who's going to probably going to get traded, but. And the Reds have three or four guys, I think, that if I had to bet, are definitely going to get traded. I think Castillo is getting traded. I don't know. And maybe they can they – can, I don't I don't think I don't think Malley has value right now that the Reds would be considered trading. Um, maybe not. Castillo, I do believe, is a good tra- – and you're going to get a lot for him. So you should. I, I think – would it be – I? and I've gone back and forth on this. I honestly, I'd prefer him – I'd prefer not to. I would of course just, not. I would not trade him. I, I don't, you're not, again, I don't think the prospect world, I get it. We need prospects. Prospects make the world go round. But I don't, I can't, I can't take all the prospects. I, Prospect I, I, season. I, I know, but it's just it. like, and I get it. It's how, it's how the sport works. It's, 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 it's how the world goes round. But it's like, I don't want three prospects for Luis Castillo. I don't. Well, I don't agree. Want I, I agree with you. I don't. I don't want, I don't want to trade him. But this is kind of like we're in the end game now. I like know. we're kind of just like, well, if we're gonna suck next year, yeah, you're gonna have Castillo a year and a half of. I mean, it's like it's just like I don't want it to happen. Like, of course, I don't want it to happen. You know, I hope but, he's a red Zach, for life. But Zach, let me tell, let me let me ask you this: We have we we throw a starting lineup next year of Tyler Malley, Luis Castillo. Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, uh, and Graham Ashcraft. I would okay. say those are five very good pitchers. Yeah, very good pitchers. I think that could work. We have Connor Overton. Do we know what he's what's on his contract? Is he here? He or is will he... be. He will be here. I think. So we have Connor Overton most likely out of the bullpen next year until someone gets hurt inevitably. Exactly. Uh, we have a decent bullpen. I do believe our bullpen's better than what they're playing. I I, I just don't think anybody cares on the Reds right now. That's no shot at them. The the front office quit. But I I, I think, and again, I'm not going to get. I'm not buying back in. It's. I think we're a competitive team with the pitching we have. I think the problem is just like the. 
But even our lineup, if lineup we lineup is still a ways away. I mean, we have it's... if we have India Stevenson, uh, Votto, it'll be like his it'll be his retirement tour. And you have Moose. Yeah, you know he'll be here. We Where's have, he going? We have Moose. Uh, we, and then after we'll that, have... what else is that? What else, what do we have in the lineup? That's true. I mean, there's just nothing there. But that's what we thought this year, and our and the, the lineup's the best part of the team. I mean, we signed some Drury's and Almora's and Reynolds. I don't know. I don't know. look. You, I just don't think. I, I think that. I, I think the Reds, in their minds, think that they're not going to compete. Legitimately, like realistically, they're not going to compete the next two years. But I don't think they do think that because they said they they, they said it. Well, I think that I think after this, I think after this, that's what I'm saying. We're like if after this start. I think they're I like we're trading. In, I don't believe in Nick Crawl. I don't believe he has the, exactly the the intelligence to to do his. I don't job think well. they know what the hell they're doing. I but I I think and again is Naquin gone or is he here? I think Naquin, if he gets healthy, is a guy that would be a trade piece. Naquin, he's a free uh, agent. We would have Nick Senzel next year. Not that that would help. Uh, and you're right. We have There's nothing, just not much really enough. anything. No one's of really value. Ready. And the bats in the minors right now, nobody's really that close. Like Matt McClain, Ellie De La Cruz. I I think where's Reese Hines? Hi, yeah. Those I, guys could be really look. There's a lot of talent down there, especially in the pitching. I mean, they I, I know like. Prospects, it sucks. Like you, I don't want to. We don't want to talk about prospects that much. I mean, we, like Clay knows it better than anybody, and he's great. He he knows. You know, I know some about some of these guys, but like, it is hard to be like, well, this team, this this the big club sucks. So like, I gotta wait around for Ellie De La Cruz in three years, and maybe he'll be great. But it's it kind of sucks. Like we're we hope that some of these bats can get here maybe sooner than later. I don't think I think Ellie De La Cruz is two and a half years away. I think Matt McLean's a year and a half away, maybe a year at earliest. But we're just kind of like, yeah, we have a good farm system right now, but I just don't think the Reds are going to go. If they like, I don't think they're going to go full throttle in the next year. Like, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to spend. I don't think they're going to make a, like, in the middle, like, do something like in 2019 where they traded for Bauer and, like, showed that they were going to, like, we're, we're going to be a threat maybe. Um, I just don't see it. I mean, maybe they – I don't know. But then again, I don't know – I don't know the direction of the franchise. I, I feel like I don't know it. I feel like they're not close to com- – I don't think they're close to competing, but also I've been told it's not a rebuild. So does that mean we're going to see them – you know, does that mean what? What does that mean? Does that mean they're going to hold on to Castillo and Mally and try and work out an extension? And, I don't think so. I and, think that's but here's not the happen. but here's the thing. If we talked, we talked to Clay, and again, you'll hear it. If if we're thinking the window's twenty twenty four, if that's when the window opens, twenty twenty four, yeah, Castillo would still. I mean, he'd be he'd be older, but he'd be thirty four years old. He'd still, I assume, be pitching at a decent level at thirty four. I don't even know if he'd be that old. How old is he now? Luis Castillo is only 29 right now. Okay, so he'd be 33. So I and, and again, 2024, he'd only be 31. Right? What what year is it? Oh my god, it's 2022. 2020, it is 2022. Yeah, 2020 lasted 4 years, yeah. Uh but, No, but sir, I mean you have a point. Like I, I don't know what the market is for Luis Castillo. If you're if you're, if you're saying that, if you're saying that and you want to get rid of a guy, I'd get rid of Tyler Malley. And and I'd get yeah. rid of him 
I don't, but again, he hasn't been good enough, to, in my exactly. opinion. Exactly. It's a, it's a it's a tough situation. He's uh, been very, I would say, horrible at Great American Ballpark. It's, he's been bad. So I don't know what's going on there. What I mean, if the Giants are like, hey, Pitchers Park, you know, he's good on the road. I don't think they'd get a ton for Mally. I really don't. I, I think they might get a couple. Uh, I, I don't know. I I, I think I, I think Castillo. I would more so think you would get like a top. You could get a top 100 prospect in the game, and you know, I just don't if think they want to do I, that. I don't, I, I don't. I'd love to keep Luis Castillo. I don't think that helps us as much as Luis Castillo helps us. So, if 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 we can get a large overhaul from the Yankees, which I don't think the Yankees are set, so I don't think we're getting anything so, from them. I, I I mean I. Yeah, the Yankees have five pitchers. Dodgers would. Dodgers would be, would be Dodgers a team be I think one, would be so. interesting. Interested. We 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 talked about that trade, that mock trade. That was on Clay's in Clay's, you know, under in Clay's mentions, and it was you know Castillo, Farmer, and was it Mike Mustakis for Dustin May, and uh, David Price, and like on one hand, it would be awesome to get rid of Moose's contract, but Dustin, I like Dustin May would be the one good. I would the one I would Dustin I, May's good. Like there is nothing like Dustin a, May's he's good. Twenty one. How old is he? Twenty two. He's a good pitcher. I, I, He's coming off Tommy John, but I, 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 Dustin May is an intriguing guy. I would feel a little nervous. I think the fan base would love him. He's 24. I would be nervous, but he's also—I mean, he's a—he's a super talented guy. I don't know. That'd be a tough trade, but I, I think it maybe—it could maybe work. Like, yeah, I don't know. I could maybe be talked into it. I wouldn't feel great about it, but I would—I would get—I would get. I would understand it. Like you're trying to get a young potential top of the rotation, another top of the rotation guy, which I think may may could be, but we'll see what happens. The deadline, what's deadline's a month little uh almost it's it's in August this year. It's like August second, so we're almost just about two months. Little little under two months from the deadline. But I think the Reds are gonna be active. I do. I think if you made me if you if I had to say, like, yeah, I think one of Castillo or or Mally will be gone. Probably not both, but I think one of the two will be gone. I think Fam, very good likelihood to be gone. I don't know about Kyle Farmer. I don't. I don't really have an inkling to, or I don't have like a desire to like. He's got to go, but I don't know. I mean, if he's if he continues to hit like this and they find something, I don't know. I wouldn't hate it, but I don't think it'll happen. I think Kyle Farmer will be here. Naquin's a guy if they if if he gets healthy. I think he's a potential guy they'll look to trade just because he's a free agent. Outside of that, Drury, if you know, if he stays hot and guys are looking for teams are looking for bench bats, so I think they're going to be active. I think they're going to be active, and I think you know we'll we'll see if you know what kind of returns they'll get if they get you know a top one hundred prospect. Will they be willing to? To chomp at the bit? Are they going to find a desperate, a team desperate for, you know, I don't know. Steve Cohen seems like a guy that's willing to do whatever it takes and they're really good. You know, if they come calling about Luis Castillo and they want to give us one of their two or three best prospects, all right, I'll, I'll pick up the phone, but we'll see. A lot can happen. A lot can happen. And, you know, we're, the Reds could all, could always win 30 in a row and that, Take the heat off, then we could maybe oh, buy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, we could maybe buy. Remember you know? when we were going to buy last year at the deadline? Uh, we did, did we buy? I think we did. 
we got Sessa. We did get Sessa. We got Michael Givens. And Michael Givens. I guess I can't make fun of those two. Honestly, they, though, they, yeah, they, it was a sad buy. That was a sad buy. It worked out for us, I guess. Yeah. Uh, they did it too late. Right. And it didn't matter in the end. But exactly. other than that, it was great. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I, I don't want to get rid of too many people. I, I sure. don't Because I don't think we're that far off in terms of uh, competing at a serious level. I mean, you're seeing this, tr- with respect, this trash lineup. I mean, it is a trash lineup. And they win games somehow. I don't know how they win games, but they win them. They don't win a lot of them, but they win them. And I think, if again, if you don't start 3-22, and this is a 500 team. Say what you want about that. Say what you want about how 500 doesn't win you a World Series, and it doesn't. But it's a 500 team, meaning it can compete at a major league level. So, yeah. do I want to sell our best pitchers? No, I don't, because I, I I think our pitching rotation and our bullpen can be good if treated properly. Uh, I think, I, I think yeah, the offense would need work, and it would need an overhaul, and that takes a couple years, so we'll wait for then. I just yeah. hope we don't, don't do anything stupid. Just don't. If you want to trade Castillo, please get Mike Mustakas with him. That's my ask. Wow. Okay. That's if, well. Then if, you would be you'd be sacrificing getting not as much in return. You're all right with that? Yeah. All right. To not have Mike Mustakas play on my team, yes, with respect. I mean, they would clear a lot of pay. They would clear a lot of. They would shed the payroll. That would definitely help that. So, I don't know. It would be. I'd be curious to see what would happen if they got if they. If they uh, package Moose and Castillo in a, a deal, what what that would look like? But yeah, it's it, weird two months. I don't know. It'll be a it'll be a weird two months to the deadline. And final record prediction. Um, well, I hope seventy three and whatever. I need so, seventy five. So that way I can get win my money. I bet ex- responsibly. I, I accidentally double bet it. Yeah, way to go. Um, um probably like what? So what are we? Twenty and thirty five. Our schedule's hard, though. I predict 60, got, 60, 62 and whatever. We got 62 and 100. I mean, we play the Cardinals. Like, we're going to play the Cardinals and Brewers a bunch. We're going to New York to play the Yankees. We got to play the Mets twice, right? Still, I think we play Phillies. Yeah, Phillies. Uh, everyone's better than us. So it's like, we, you know. I think we struggle against the Phillies in general. I think 68 wins. Is that fair? I think that's high, but yeah, I, I, I think, think that's, that's fair. I think well, so. That would be, uh, God, math is hard. Sixty-eight, ninety-four. Yep. So we'd be playing about another handful of games under five hundred the rest of the way. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, if you get Wins some of September baseball. Yeah, I mean, if you get some guys, if you get India back. I haven't even been able to. We haven't been able to talk about Donnie Barrels yet. We get him going. Wait till we get. Wait till we get him going. Look out! It's a shame we can't trade him. It's a shame. It's a real shame. But yeah, wait till wait till uh, Moran comes back from his Louisville sabbatical and he gets hot again. Again, I'm not here to. I'm not here to shit on Colin Moran. Colin Moran, God love. <laughs> God bless his heart. He's the best 194 hitter you'll ever see. Is he the is he the best one at 94 hitter of all time? He is. I. I he had, people forget he had a multiple more yeah, home runs. Two home run game? Was that it? Or yeah, three home the run Pirates, game? right? Yeah. Arg. Arg. Uh, I, yeah. Colin Moran. Yeah. The Colin Moran experience didn't work. Mm-hmm. But 
No, we'll no. always we'll always have a April or or May or whatever month he hit those couple home runs against the Pirates. I don't even say it was a month. It was a one week span. I think it was we'll always a one have week that span. week. So him and Aquino. Other than that, Reds news, uh, there is nothing. They're not good. They're 15 games under 500, yeah. which is better than I guess uh, 19 games under 500, which it is, is what true. We were. So that that is fair. Congrats, congrats to them. Maybe they'll congrats. win a couple. Couple games. The, the attendance number is still bad. I think there's more people than I. I'm. I. I. I don't like want to go to a game. I don't want to. The numbers I see on TV shock me. Still, I think there's too many people there. Oh, you think there's too many? Yeah, I do. Ooh. I think there's too many. There haven't been too many, Elliot. I think weekend games, Zach. There's a decent crowd. Oh yeah, I think games. Friday and Saturday nights, if there's a weather's good and they were giving out a bobble be- belly. I think they had thirty thirty two thousand uh, or thirty thousand last weekend. Whoa. 30,000. I think they did, right? I don't know. I was there on Friday. I don't think I think Saturday, 30. I think I'm pretty sure Saturday, Saturday was 30,000. I'll tell you on Friday there weren't 25,000 there. But. So maybe I'm wrong. It doesn't matter. Go to games, don't go to games. Won't help the team either way. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Crawl. That's his spirit. Nick Crawl, you've cooked us up a good one. But again, <laughs> we're going to try to avoid the peaks and the valleys. We will. So MLB news, uh there isn't I mean I, I, I shout out to me. I was right about the Mets. They're absolutely destroying that division. Well, uh, the Yankees are kind of a shock. Yankees are unbelievable. Yankees have taken over the world. They they're, have the best starting. They're pretty much the best Zach, starting you, pitching. Zach, do you want to talk about Aaron Judge? Are you ready? Uh, he's he's done some things. He's he's done some things that have been significant to some. Twenty-two home runs he's hit. Twenty-two home runs he's hit, and Shohei not as many. Zach just placed a few a, less. Zach, play, Zach placed a bet. Shohei Otani to hit more home runs than Aaron Judge. Yeah, Aaron lost. Judge has destroyed everybody in every category. Yes. He he's hitting like 320 with 22 home runs and like 60 RBIs. Through, That's all true. Through how many games is this? This is 50 games. 55 games. So good luck. Mm. It's disappointing. No, not gonna lie, I, I didn't think Judge was gonna be that good this year. But, Yankees still haven't paid him, by the way, either. Yeah, free agent walk year. So, congrats to Judge on. Crushing me. Any other team? Um, oh, do you think the Nationals will trade Soto? No, I don't. How many years does he have left? Uh, I believe three. Two okay, or three. So in, two and a half years, I think. Okay, so in two years he'll be traded? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I just want to get because he's he's made it abundantly clear he's not staying, which I don't yeah, blame him. What, he got a $500 million offer? Yeah. God, that's crazy. Would you Would you decline that? Five hundred million dollars is a lot of money, Zach. I think he can get more. I think he could. You don't think New York would pay him more than that? Uh, Yeah, I think they probably could. But man, that's tempting. Stanton, Judge, and so. But it's just like, holy God. Yeah. Okay. I I I think maybe he just doesn't like playing in in DC. Maybe that's that. I wouldn't either. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, one of they didn't win a title. Unbelievable! They did that. Won a title. They were nineteen and thirty-one. Unbelievable! They did that. Nineteen and thirty-one. Any other news, Zach? Um, no. Uh, but uh, All Star Game voting is opened up, so vote Drury, vote early, vote often, and uh, maybe we can send him to one Tyler. Where, where one, is it this year? One. Who cares? <laughs> one. Ty, by the way, the All Star Game irrelevant. So I like it. I watch it. It's fan voted. Nothing matters. So vote Drury, vote early, vote often. Yeah, you can go ahead. And- <laughs> We'll see is he on the ballot? There. He's on the ballot, right? 
Yeah, he okay. has to be. Okay. He's our like I said, he's our automatic all star if Tyler Stevenson gets That's, hurt. I so. think so too. I th- he should he honestly he should be if it was if Stevenson farmer. farmer if Stevenson couldn't go farmer. Okay, Farmer's in the mix too. All right, fine. give far, give Farmer make Farmer an all star. If Farmer keeps this up, he might be an all star. So make Farmer an all star, best shortstop in the game. Is it too late for Mike Miner to be an all star? Oh, we didn't even talk about that. That guy stinks. Yeah, that's bad. That guy bad trade. That guy's terrible. Bad trade. Would you rather have Sonny Gray or Mike Miner? Spoiler, I'll take Sonny. It's not Mike Miner. <laughs> I'll take injured Sonny. What a joke! What a clown! That's bad. Yeah, that's bad. That's the scene of Moneyball where they signed David <laughs> Justice and whoever else they signed, one of the veterans, to sell his jersey. <laughs> you can buy the minor jersey. Oh, yeah. You think you think people are lining up to uh, buy the minor jersey? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Zach? It's been a long one. Would you like to introduce uh, our guest? Clay Snowden from Just Baseball. Take it away. We now welcome on to the uh, Rally Cap podcast. Uh, he's an MLB and Reds contributor for Just Baseball. But I also, I would like to, I, I'd call him like our social media, um, uh, he, 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 he tweets out all our all our podcast guests yeah. in the past. <laughs> Corky Miller, he gives us a nice quote tweet and really helps pump our listens. Clay Snowden, yeah. Clay, thanks for, thanks for coming on and thanks for always... Uh, you know, hyping up our guests. Yeah, I, you know, for whatever reason, um, in some spaces, it's competition, I guess. I don't see Red's podcast as competition. I mean, there's so much time in the day, and these are usually 20 to 30, maybe 40 minutes long. Like, there's plenty of good information. Mm-hmm. You'll have yeah. done, like, awesome interviews, which yeah. a lot of other ones um, haven't had some of the player interviews that you'll do. You know, they're, they're all a little bit different. And I've been on several different ones so um always happy to share your old content and you all are doing such a great job so i'm glad glad that you all have found kind of your space in the reds twitter world and podcast world and well us reds fans we need to stick together too we need to have somebody to vent to each other i mean this is what's with what's going on so (laughs) so we we got our start a couple years ago but how did you kind of start covering baseball and the Reds and, and that whole thing? Yeah, so I've been a baseball fan my entire life and a Reds fan my entire life, as long as I can remember. Um, for whatever reason, I've, I've thought about this a lot. Um, like my first Reds memory, and the one that I can like vividly picture in my head was like being in my parents' basement with my brother and watching a D'Angelo Jimenez at bat. <laughs> and I don't know why that's like burned into my memory because there's no reason why D'Angelo Jimenez at bat should be burned into my memory. <laughs> but um, I've just been a baseball fanatic. I live and breathe it. And when I was a kid, one of my best friend's dads owned the Louisville Bats. Wow. And I would take batting practice with the Louisville Bats and just shag balls and meet players. And at that age, you know, that was awesome. Joey Votto, Jay Bruce. Ryan Hannigan, um, Corky, like, like you all m- yeah. mentioned, uh, spent a whole day with Josh Hamilton at one point. Nice. Just really awesome opportunities, and that really is when it took off. And how I got started kind of where I am now is I just realized I love baseball. and I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about baseball, write about baseball, you know, kind of get into the weeds. Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't brave enough like you all to do my own podcast. So. <laughs> 
I had an opportunity to start writing with Locked on Reds, Jeff Carr, um, and Stephen um, run Locked on Reds right now. But at that time, it was just Jeff, and they needed a writer, and I just tried it. And, I mean, it was really bad at first. Like, some of my articles were really terrible. Yeah. Um, and I'm really surprised that they allowed that to get published. But I'm, for, I'm forever grateful for them to give me a start. And that's how I met R.M. Layton. Um, and R.M. is a brilliant baseball mind. And he especially is good with prospects. So we had him on um, a, a different Reds podcast that I was on at the time. And uh, got to know him. I was just a guest, but he came on as well. And I got to know him a little bit better. And last year, he asked me to join Just Baseball, which started almost a year ago now. Yeah. Um, and just baseball, I, I was really excited to join them, and that's where who I write for now. And um, it, it's a great company. There's probably about thirty of us that that work there. And um, you know, I I started at first just covering the Reds, but um, I'm one of those psychopaths that <laughs> stay up every single night to watch West Coast games yeah. in their entirety. So my baseball days typically consist of you know around six forty or so. Tuning in like t- today, I watched the Pirates uh, Tigers game. That was a twelve thirty five start, so a little afternoon start. And I watch probably about eight games at a time, Dang. two screens, four and four, and then the Reds game on the iPad um, is typically the setup, so I can keep up with all of it. So because I was watching so many games and following all these teams and um, playing fantasy baseball, which really had me diving into some oh, yeah. teams. Right. I just started writing about other teams, and now I write almost exclusively about other teams besides the Reds, it seems like. There's mm-hmm. just not as many storylines with the Cincinnati Reds right now, so right. Um, I love it. I, I can watch any MLB team in its entirety and enjoy every single second of it, and I don't know why. Um, I, I tend to like bad teams. Like I love <laughs> watching the Tigers. Like I'll turn on the Tigers game. Big, big Tigers fan for no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really thankful for the opportunity that I've had with just baseball. It's been able to. Uh, I've improved my writing and uh, expanded into some some different podcasts. Um, me and Ethan Badowski do the State of the Division podcast, which drops every Friday morning, just talking about the NL Central. So that that's been fun as well, doing a weekly podcast. But um, yeah, it's one of those deals, man. You just never know who you're going to meet or where you're going to end up at. Now I'm just randomly from Twitter, uh, you know, do, doing what I love to yeah. do. Well, digging into the Reds a little more, this has been such a weird, I feel like such a weird time. The last, well, I guess since March, since the lockout ended, just kind of a uh, I don't. I don't even know how to explain. Like what you know, the, we had the trades of Winker and Gray and Suarez, and I feel like you know Nick Crawl was saying like this isn't a rebuild, and like we think we can, you know, we might be able. We think we might be able to contend, but can you put your finger on what the hell the plan is for this for this Reds organization? Where are we, Clay? Like I don't. Yeah, I don't the plan, know where in my we are. opinion, I've thought a lot about this. Like, what are they doing? How can this make sense? Um. I think they constructed a team that was meant to hit the ball out of the ballpark. They said, Great American Ballpark gives up home runs. The park factor is incredible. And um, perfect example, Jesse Winker, when he was at, uh, with the Reds, the park factor for home runs, I think, was like 115 Great American Ballpark. And 
at T-Mobile Park in Seattle. It's like 97, Mm -hmm. Um, so slightly below average, which explains his loss of power this year um, to an extent. And they built this team around home runs, and it simply didn't work. Um, They were good. They weren't great, and they were not good enough to, to win the division. And from there, I guess they decided they wanted to take a different route. Um, and just to go on record, and I've said it a million times, I liked the trade. I think you sold high on Jesse Winker. Um, and as we can see now, they absolutely did. And what was everyone's biggest complaint? We all bitched about them not selling high enough on the, mm-hmm. the previous rebuild. So if what they had wasn't going to work, they needed to do something different. Now, if Jesse Winker and was struggling last year, Maybe he's still here, and maybe they trade him at this deadline if he was heating up. You know, it was just the right time um, to move on from him and get a good return. And I'll talk about some of that return later in the episode as well. But um, the direction now looks for 2024 as the opening of the contending window. And I think a lot of fans need to understand, um, if you look around the league, the first year of your contending window typically consists of prospects, coming up and in addition of what seems to usually be one to three, maybe four free agent signings. Um, think about where the Tigers are right now. You know, they had Torkelson, Riley Green hasn't appeared yet, but him coming up. Um, you have Tarek Skubal, who's playing well, but then they added a couple, Andrew Chafin and mm. um, Javier Baez. You know, that's kind of the structure. And it usually that first year, you're not going to make the playoffs. Or if you do, you sneak into a wild card, yeah. right? We saw this in Tampa. Or, excuse me, not Tampa, Toronto. Bunch of young talent coming up. Added George Springer. Kind of, you know, their tra- their trajectory was correct, but they weren't there yet. Um, so 2024 to me is the, wow, a lot of fun prospects are up, getting their feet wet, um, but not, a, not necessarily a playoff team. By then, Graham Ashcraft, who's been awesome, who we all love, who you all did a great interview with. (laughs) Um, Graham Ashcraft will have some experience under him. Hopefully, Lodolo will be healthy and have plenty of experience along with Hunter Green. And look around the league right now at rookies. How many rookies are struggling? The adjustment has never been bigger. If you talk to these players, and I've listened to the interviews Aram's done at Just Baseball with with some of these players I've made it, they said the difference between the minors and majors has never been larger. Um, and it's just, it takes adjustment. So you can't expect to Ellie De La Cruz at 22 years old in 2024, whatever he'll be getting his first at bats to be good. If he is, that's right. awesome. But um, so yeah, that, that was an extremely long answer. Oh, no, that's... <laughs> that's 2024 kind of start in no. the correct direction. If you ask me. Yeah. So I had a question, kind of going off that. So one of the one of the debates I've seen on Red's Twitter, and again, it's it's part of, it's part of that part of that uh, the young talent coming up, right? It's it's when you're in the when you're in this kind of rebuilds kind of kind of weird stage like we're in, you want to see those young guys get at bats. But one thing that has has got on my mind more than anything, it's just been bugging me and bugging me and bugging me. The hatred it seems for Kyle Farmer with all the analytical guys, and I get it. Zach said it on the podcast like a couple weeks ago. If you look up the definition of average, you're going to see Kyle Farmer right there doing a Luke Bryan impression, and it's it's <laughs> that that's what that's what it's going to be. It's Kyle Farmer, normal average. He's not going to be above average. He's not going to be below average, but he's average. 
Kyle Farmer, I feel like, has been absolutely destroyed by some of Red's Twitter for, for no reason. I would say last year we were above 500 because of Kyle Farmer. Kyle Farmer was a big part of last year. He has been very productive this season. And I know people say, well, without the four-double game, he's really bad. But he did have the four-double game. <laughs> and, you go, and you go through all these things... And he's what he has. He's the fourth uh, war against uh, lefties. Is that right? I think he's second in like weighted runs created against lefties. Yeah, well, like he's that. been yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. So at what point does it be like Kyle? Farmer, even though this is a rebuild, even though you want to see young talent, and his replacement Jose Barrero, with respect, I know it's not been a lot of at bats. He hasn't been a major league uh, major league ready player yet. So at what point does it be like? All right, Kyle Farmer's earned our shortstop job. Everybody can calm down just a bit. Well, to me, and I was a Kyle Farmer hater. Uh, so, so, was I, so was I. So was I. I hated him. <laughs> I don't think he was good last year. He was really good in July, and that was about it. But what he did provide was good defense. And, you know, I, it was a typical underdog story. No one expected anything right. from him. He played above what they expected. And exactly. And people love that. And that's kind of what happened. This year he's came in and he started off slow and he's been on fire since. And there's nothing that you can take away from Kyle Farmer's success right now. I don't care about anyone who says take away a four double game is just looking <laughs> yeah. for a reason right. to yeah. hate. Don't take away games. We could play that sure. all day long and make players look stupid. Um, I think that Kyle Farmer is in an interesting position because what he is in terms of his profile and his the majority of his MLB career has been a good bench bat who can play all over. Now he's transitioned to a more or less shortstop only um, with a little bit of pop, you know, a good glove. And But as I always ask whenever I think about players, like, is there more to dream on with Kyle Farmer? Or is this the best that it gets? And if this is the best that it gets, like, which I think it is, he's in his 30s, yeah. like, you know, this is what Kyle Farmer is going to be, and that is a good MLB player. It's not a great MLB player. It is a valuable one, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exactly what I think he is. And do you know who covets those players are contending teams that need a bench bat? Yeah. A contending team that needs a guy who can play multiple positions, experienced, um, solid on defense. Um, there's just not too many players out there on the market that are – starting caliber players who you can transition into a bench bet with a trade that wouldn't cost all that much in terms of prospects, you're not going to sign Kyle Farmer to a five-year, 25-mil-a-year deal. He's going to be on these one-year deals, maybe a two-year deal, three, five million dollars, whatever it is. Um, And if I'm the Reds, I just don't think he is part of the next competitive team as the starting shortstop. Right. So my mentality is if this player is not going to be on the next competitive championship, hungry, playoff caliber team, then during a rebuild, you should trade those players regardless of how much fans like them, mm-hmm. regardless of if, you know, right. I mean, Kyle Farmer is not going to have more value going forward, right? He's not going to yeah. become a better player that you can then trade. So I think he'll be traded, especially at the closer that these prospects get to coming up. I don't think the return is going to be anything crazy. Um, a lot of times the return like this is either 
a single-A guy who's 23 years old who's playing well that you just kind of take a flyer on or an 18-year-old in in the Dominican Summer League who mm-hmm. is five years away from any type of play. But those hit, like those traits hit from time to time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like putting down a chip on the roulette table. I'm going to pick 25, and maybe it will hit, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I, I like Farmer and... I think we've all been a little hard on him. It's just kind of, it's almost become like a fun game right. on Twitter. Just like, <laughs> it is. You know, Barrero versus Farmer. But um, I just don't see him as a building piece for the future. And this team is not doing anything this year. Yeah. Why not do the same thing they did with Winker and just sell at the right time? Yeah. So, I, I and you just mentioned him, and I want to talk about it just a little uh, just a little bit. Jose Barrero, where do you, what do you see... What, what, what is Jose Barrero's upside? Because, and I know, and again, minimal at-bats, um, and they put they brought him up way, way too early, but they had to. Uh, what do you see Jose Barrero being in a Reds uniform? Jose Barrero, through the minors, was a powerful bat, grew into his body. If you watch him from years ago, he was pretty small. He's grown into his body, showed great discipline and approach at the plate in AAA last year. It was hitting the cover off the ball, hitting to all fields, and um, looked like a really promising player with a plus glove at shortstop. And it was a top 30 prospect, more or less consensus top 30 prospect. Um, depend, you know, I guess some had him rated out because he had multiple years of experience in the MLB, regardless of at-bats. All prospect list rankings are different. Right. Um, some have 150 at-bats, some have X amount of at-bats, some have multiple years. So he was rated out by some. Um, I still think that there's upside there. There's no reason not to believe it. A small sample size. And this is what I hate is, hey, by the way, you're going to play center field. Yeah, it's tough. Why, Why are you doing that? <laughs> right. And, you know, he played he played very small amount. I think it was so small amount that I don't even know if I'm right or wrong on this. But I think he played like a little bit of left field in AAA. But I don't even know if he did. I may be wrong there. But I know he played third base because I was monitoring that. But I I just don't like the idea of the Reds transitioning players' positions at the big league level. Um, They did the same with Nick Senzel. It just hasn't been successful. And it's it's honestly completely unfair to the player more than anything. And that's what I hate. Um, If you want to transition a player, do it in the minors. And that's what every other organization does, you know, like yeah, exactly. it's not like the Reds have to be different there, but Barrera, I, I still think there's something there too often as fans. We write off these players, go look up the top, top WRC plus across the league right now. And you'll get some big time names who are all stars. Go look at how they first performed when they came up in right. the league and they weren't, they were not written off. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be an all-star. I just think it's too early for yeah. players, or excuse me, fans to write off these players that have a tiny amount of at-bats and haven't been an, an amazing player in that time. So you mentioned uh, you mentioned Kyle Farmer, you know, could be a potential trade chip at the deadline. And I saw your tweet last night about like, hey, give me your trades. You know, give me Reds fans. Let's see, let's see some trade proposals. What are your expectations at the deadline? Because I think Castillo, Mally. Maybe Tommy Pham, uh, your boy Brandon Drury might be a candidate. <laughs> um, what what do you think at the deadline? 
uh, th- so this I'll, deadline. I'll let you all in on a little secret. Um, I, I tend to bait people on Twitter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, like, usually whenever, a few times a year, I'll tweet out, like, hey, Reds. Like, it's usually, you know, Reds are on an eight-game losing streak. And, um, hey, Reds, this is a safe place. Like, come <laughs> yeah. at me, let, air it out. And what I really want to do is just hear people on death row talking about how miserable the Reds are. <laughs> Bookmark those tweets. <laughs> so then three months from now when the Reds are fine, you know, but – um, so yeah, the trade thing that I tweeted out was just simply to see. Yeah, I, I want to gauge like how well these people know the roster or team needs. I just want to see how, how people think about this team and trades. And there's some aw- awful trades. Oh, yeah. in there, right? <laughs> Definitely. And, and, there, and there's actually some good ones. Yeah. And the biggest issue with it is people are addicted to that godforsaken website, mm-hmm. uh, Trade Value mm-hmm. Machine. I, I don't like that website. Um, it has Mookie Betts as a negative 120-something trade value. Yeah, and that's crazy. I just don't believe that at all. Like, and it obviously has to do with this contract. But um, today someone sent me a trade that was Kyle Farmer for Joe Adele. And, uh, you know, the way that that website works is off of a computer algorithm. So since Joe Adele has been bad in the majors, his trade value is like a six or whatever their yeah, value is. Yeah, right. Kyle Farmer could not be traded for Joe Adele. Yeah, um, there's far too much upside in that bet. Uh, no offense to Kyle Farmer, but um, <laughs> so in terms of who I think will be traded, um, I don't know if both Man. Tyler Malley and Luis Castillo are traded. I think one will be traded. Um, I think both will happen closer to the deadline um, if the Reds. You know, it's it's you, you could say this both ways. They're more valuable near the deadline because other teams could have an injury. Okay, well, what if they get injured, right? Or trade them now because they will play more games for that team that's more valuable. How many trades do we see going on right now? None, right? It rarely happens. Willie Adamas last year, minor trades. You don't see blockbuster trades. Unless it's a win-win, like the Willie Adams, right? We are going to give you MLB pieces, and you're going to give us an MLB piece. Those are the type of trades that happen at this point in the season. Um, I think the Reds will ship out one of them. If I had to choose which one, I would simply trade both, actually. But um, and it, I love them both. Like, right, I'm a yeah. big oh, yeah. fan of both. I would probably trade Tyler Malley right now. Um well, well, I, well, like I said, I would trade them both. I think Tyler Malley with team control is going to get back a nice piece. Um, and they talked about this on the Just Baseball show that was released today, the exact return that he would get. And I would tell you, but I honestly do not even remember um, who it was. But they compared it to the Jose Barreras trade last year from Minnesota to the Blue Jays. And what they got back was um, Simon Woods Richardson. He's like a fringe top 100, really good arm, young, um, tons of control left. Austin Martin, who at the time was top 100. I hate Austin Martin. <laughs> and someone asked if the Reds should him. No, no. Um, not an Austin Martin fan, but a top 100 guy and mm-hmm. uh, like a first round pick or, you know, whatever he was. He had a good pedigree. 
Um, and who else? They they had another another piece. So like, if that's the trade, I'm making it. Um, people too often fans are saying, okay, well, Jose Barrero is here, Ellie is here, Matt McLean's here, Jayon's here, right. like, and we're set. Like, why do we need that? Like that, like twenty five to forty percent of these top names that we all discussed are going to make it. Mm-hmm. The other ones are simply not. So you just need more uh, more darts to throw, really. Um, a lot of boomer bust in this in this system. Um, so I think you trade them both. I think, you know, okay, the other one everyone wants to talk about is Brandon Drury, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a, I, I may uh, upset some people, but you're not getting, like, shit in return. <laughs> like, everyone could have had him this offseason if they really wanted him. Um, and... I mean, he's he's a good hitter. Don't get me wrong, but right. there's a reason why no one really signed him. Like he's a dime a dozen. Like most teams have yeah. a brain injury type in their system somewhere. He's just playing really well, mm-hmm. and you can sell high on him. And I think they do, especially if Kyle Farmer's not moved, um, just because there's a bottleneck and effect, and there's going to be too many players on this team once they're healthy, and you don't want to like surrender at bats. And to young players for for Brandon Drury. So if they want to trade him, it would. I mean, if if, if we get a top thirty prospect from yeah, a contenders. I mean, even then, like it'll probably very end of the top thirty. I would imagine. Right. It would not be great value, but again, a lottery ticket, clear a roster space if you fall out of out of contention. Because I doubt Brandon Drury's coming back to yeah. Cincinnati. Because if I'm him, why would I want to? Like, yeah. if I'm playing really well, why would I want to come to a place that has all of these infielders? Right. Unless, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't think it would make sense for him to return. And, and, and that's what people have to think about. Like, what's the player want to do? He's not chained to the Reds necessarily. Like, he he can move on. But um, or I, I guess he's under team control. I, I don't know. Either yeah. way, you know, Perrine and Drury, like, trade him if you want. Mm-hmm. You mentioned like the system, a lot of a lot of upside, you know, a lot of boomer bust potential, I guess, with this red system. I know you followed it pretty closely. I know you you went on a field trip down to Chattanooga a couple weeks back. Who is who's stood out this year in the in the system? Like who's who's impressed you? Yeah, so the Chattanooga trip was interesting. I've um, last year I went to Dayton, and this year my fiance and I were in Tennessee for. Her cousin's graduation. Why do I have to travel to Tennessee? <laughs> so I made the deal, like, okay, like I'm gonna take the car, you ride back with your parents, and I'm gonna drive to Chattanooga and catch the Sunday game. So that's what I did. And Chattanooga is a beautiful city. I love Chattanooga. It's it's a really cool place. If anyone is thinking about doing a trip, it's not too far from. I would assume, but anyone that that's listening to this. Um, it's right next to the aquarium too, if you're into that. So cool ball ballpark. And Brandon Williamson pitched oh, yeah. that day. Um, Will, Williamson was kind of the main prospect, I'd say, in the Winker Suarez trade. And a guy who I really like. And I, I know just baseball was one of the few that had him in the top 100. I think they had him like 59 or something in the 50s or um, pretty high. And uh, he, he's been impressive. You can see why. Um, the Reds targeted him. 
he has a curveball that's like low 70s um which is crazy like yeah, it comes crazy. in and it's just bending and mm-hmm. no one was making contact off of it he was using it kind of as his put away pitch his fastball velo is down and i'm wondering it's a bit concerning it was like 90 to 95 so a bit concerning there um some other prospects um andrew abbott has been great 12 k's per nine for and he's a lefty who's going to be a starter i really like him college arm should move quickly Matt McClain, 10 home runs after only three last year. Um, he is what I think everyone wanted Nick Senzel to be. So I think Matt McClain can play around the infield a little bit, can play some outfield. Um, Michael Ciani is a guy that I'm not giving up on yet. Um, only a 14% K rate, 11% walk rate, six home runs already. And that's the amount that he had last year and the year before. He was injured last year. That's why his numbers were a bit down. Um, Joe Boyle and Connor Phillips are a couple of arms. Phillips was the player to be named later in the Winker trade. He's been awesome. And if you watch him pitch, crazy movement. Um, needs to work on his location. Super young. Um, ways to go. But I like what I've seen there. And then a name to keep your eye on that's kind of like the Ellie De La Cruz type, like the random 18-year-old type thing, is Yurlin uh, Confiden, who's in single A. He's only played in 15 games because of injury. Um, but a 136 WRC plus and just some some really just ferocious swing to him and um, an and outfielder prospect with some promise. Yeah, I. By the way, sorry, we got a message here. It's like the, the one of the Zoom. It's like you have to upgrade this, or this interview will come out. So that's what I was looking at yeah, that yeah. real quick. No, we're good. Uh, yeah, and 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 I I think the Reds front and with my frustration with the Reds front office, somehow they've managed and I. And I I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was Dick Williams. I don't know. I mean, I don't know who was making the calls. But somewhere along the line, our farm system just got good. Our farm system became very, very, very good. Uh, top half of the league. Um, I. What, what do you think? If 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 you had to bet, if you had to bet right now, would you say the Reds are contending for uh, NLCS? within this decade would you say that's a possibility with the talent we have obviously it's a long ways away yeah i do because um well it depends on the front office like there's talent here but how are you going to use that that talent should be replaced with the word assets yeah yeah um because you can trade from assets and add to this team um it all just depends on how the front office wants to be aggressive or spend money um so that will be interesting to see. But, yeah, there's plenty of talent here, plenty of arms. That's where a lot of teams fall short is pitching, right? The Angels, for years, can't find, cannot find their pitching. There's plenty of arms here to be excited about. So, yeah, yeah. I, do, I do think that they can be competitive, especially when you look at the Brewer, the Brewer system is weak. Um, the Cubs system has a lot of 18-, 19-year-olds. A lot of good talent, though. Like, the Cubs have sneaky good – and the Pirates' talents are um, up there too, but you know we'll, we'll just have to wait and see with them. Yeah, and one, another big question uh, that's been like posed around the Reds fandom: Tyler Stevenson. Do you think is there is there a scenario where Tyler Stevenson stays at catcher, or is it like we have to get him at first base? Yeah, I I wrote about this like a year or two ago with Locked On Reds about how he could move to first base. And my whole thing was because there's like no six foot four catchers. Like they all just like move to first base once they are that big. Yeah. and uh, just doesn't hold up well. But um, I assume you're referring to the injury. Right. 
concerns right now. Um, I do not have any concerns with that. Uh, it was a freak injury where Luke Voigt hit him in the head. Like That's just not so, something that's really in the game anymore. Um, I think he should stay a catcher. It's really hard to find good catchers if you look around the league. Even contending teams have shitty catchers. Yeah. Um, the Yankees catcher, you know, it, most teams have to go all defense and sacrifice a bat in the lineup. The Reds don't have to do that. I would keep him a catcher as long as possible. Yeah, I would I would agree. Um, I just said I, I had one more question here about uh, just one of the, another one of the young guys, one of the prospects that might have uh, not turned out. Nick Senzel. I have been a critic of Mr. Senzel for a while now. I do believe the best ability is availability, and yeah. and I, I don't think <laughs> every t- Zach and I have a joke. Every time he runs in the outfield, even if he doesn't hit a wall, if he if he dives, anytime he does anything, you hold your breath. Right? I, it, yeah. It's he's gone. He's done for three weeks, and it's yeah. like I I obviously he's been playing well as of late. Uh, I just don't think it's worked uh, with him, unfortunately. Would you classify him as a bust, or is there still time? I mean, yeah, there's still time. I just, I, I've seen enough that I just don't know if it'll turn around. Mm-hmm. I've never been much of a Sinzel fan or b- believer in him uh, the past couple of years. Um, I just, I don't know what it is, but I haven't seen much to show me otherwise. I mean, mm-hmm. he hasn't stayed healthy, which obviously you could say, well, maybe that affects his play, but yeah. You know, he just hasn't been a very productive player. Mm-hmm. And you really just have to hold on to him at this point or not non-tender him. That's the only move. Right. There's not going to be, like, a trade. I mean, if you want to throw him in as, like, a he, – he's the type that, like, you throw in as the the extra piece, like the Justin Dunn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ju- Ju- Justin Dunn in the Winker deal was kind of like a, oh, top – prospect at one point like hasn't worked out change the scenery type that's kind of what he is now yeah one more one more prospect like i wanted to ask you about i know you mentioned him earlier but i feel like this is a guy that just kind of i don't want to say came out of nowhere but in the last like year and a half he has just blown up and i know he's been hot and relevant now ellie de la cruz i mean he just looks like I don't know that body. Just like he, his frame, six five, the power he has. We saw it in a spring training game earlier uh, in, in March. What, like, what do you see? Like, what, where do you, what do you think about him? Like, is he a guy that like could be one of these like really, really special, uh, special players? Like, what, what do you, where do you stand on on Ellie De La Cruz from what you've seen? Yeah, De La Cruz, six foot five, shortstop, cannon of an arm. I mean, the arm alone will keep him at shortstop, even if most shortstops aren't six foot five. Um, switch hitter with all kinds of power. Last night he had a home run, and from the left side, reached out like maybe out of the zone, if not the like far corner of the zone from him, and was still able. I mean, nine out of ten players just rolled that to shortstop. And he put it over the wall for a home run. And once he adds on some weight and adds on some some muscle and fills out a little bit, he'll be fine. I mean, he's going to be able to hit the ball to all fields. Um, strikeouts have been a low, little bit of a concern. Um, plus, plus runner, steal some bases. I don't know if he'll stick it short just because there's other options there. It would be great if he did. Um, I could also see him move to a corner outfield spot, which I think would be really, really interesting. 
Um, there's no like huge hole in his game right now. Striking out, but like I said, it's a bit much. And um, even though he's a switch hitter, he's not performed great against left-handed pitching, which is not a huge concern yet, considering it's kind of the minority of, of pitchers are left-handed. So um, still tons of time, though. I think he's not going to move ultra-fast. There's no mm-hmm. reason for them to be aggressive with him right now. They don't need him at the MLB level right now. So um, I would just finish the entire year in Dayton. If I were, I were the rest, just keep him there. And then next year... Um, the plan to be to keep him in Chattanooga and just kind of see how it goes. Yeah. So I've got I've got a couple rapid fire, some more f- like more fun questions uh, before we let you go. Um, favorite MLB stadium you visited? Um, Kansas City's got to be up there. I, I've only been to fourteen. Um, by the end of the summer, it'll be, I think, 20 or 21. I have some more trips planned, um, including all of the LA, or excuse me, all of the California stadiums. Um, I really like Detroit, too. I think it's just kind of a cool, it's simple, but I love it. Um, my least fav- favorite is Tampa Bay. That place sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it. Um, I was going to say. It's it so bad. Like yep. Uh, favorite red of all time? Adam Dunn. All right. Donner. I like it. Least favorite red of all time? Jason LaRue. Guy's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go-to Great American concession item? I'm just a classic hot dog guy. Okay. I mean, it, I don't need That's the fry guy. box bullshit. I just need a hot dog with it. all of the toppings, maybe a slice of La Rosa's. Yeah. Um, I, t- I tend to keep it simple. But all the toppings have to be on it. Now, okay. I mention this every time anybody mentions a hot dog when it comes to Great American. Uh, Great American ballpark last season at some point Clay, they shrunk the hot dog. I don't know how. I don't know why. At some point during last season, the regular hot dog you buy at the concession stand has been shrunken. This year, it seems to be back to normal. But I await around the trade deadline when it gets shrunk again. So be mindful of that because old Bobby Castellini's got something cooking. And it's about half a hot dog. Oh, no. (laughs) Go. So if you're – we had a little – Technical problem. Our bad on that. We got Clay back. <laughs> that was our bad. We've never had anybody on this long, so I you're think, in special. You're in special company. I'm pretty sure we wow. have done. I think we did this with Chris Vanell. I'm pretty sure Chris oh, was yeah. on for well over an hour. I guess you're right. So I, I'm not sure what what was going on there. I try. I if you could see me, I was kind of trying to do it during yeah. it, but we couldn't do it anyway. That's my bad. That's our that's bad. No <laughs> worries. And, and again, as I was saying, uh, the hot dogs. Hot dogs. Castellini's rigged them. Zach. Okay, next. so the hot dogs. <laughs> I've noticed, like you know, you go to minor league games. It's yeah. dollar hot dog night, and you get in. It's like you know, tiny. Is, is, is that what it's like? I I am have not had a hot dog. I've been to two games this year, but I've actually not had a classic hot dog at either one. I so the way it's been done, and again, it, it's it's a normal size. When it, when you think of a hot dog, it's that hot dog. But at some point last season, I swear to God, dude, they became a little bit fatter, but they're this big instead of like this big. <laughs> and it's like I don't know what happens, but I make this joke every time somebody mentions a hot dog around Great American, and whatever they did, whatever kind of hot dog they switched to, it, it was just smaller. I was like, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. Next thing you know, the La Rosa's pizza is going to start shrinking yeah, too. Right. Then that—that's when you know we have a problem. Oh, well, I've been—I've been there. I've—I've I've seen it this year. They—they they jacked the price up on that, and my slice was about took up about <laughs> half the paper. But uh, anyway, favorite favorite base. So, go ahead, go ahead. 
So I well, I wanted to ask you all, who um, I know I'm backtracking here. Sure. No, backtrack who, all the way. Who who are some of the prospects that you all are most most intrigued by or, or interested in besides Ellie Dela Cruz? Um, I I like Andrew Abbott a lot. I, I think he's yeah. a guy. Um, I, I I know he's not like you know doesn't have like maybe the upside of some of the other guys, but I think he's got a good feel to pitch and like the wall. He's he's throwing strikes. I think he could slot in like a, as a good like back end ish, middle ish rotation piece. Um, another guy that I've been really intrigued by, probably I, I, this guy won't probably won't stick as a starter, but Joe Boyle, just like how he's, yeah. I mean, he's just been like he's been unhittable almost at Dayton. The problem's been the walks, and it, you know if he yeah, can sharpen over that up, six walks per nine. That's the problem. But so, but Point if he can. Oh, eight. Four ERA. Right. I think those. Or excuse me, zero point eight four ERA. I think those guys. I'm a little bit intrigued. One of our buddies, Chris Vanello, we had on is covering. He co- he works in Daytona. He covers. Um, he, he's going to be covering some uh, Tortugas games, and he likes Jay Allen a lot. And I'm a little intrigued by Jay Allen. I know he's kind of had a little bit of a rough go lately, but I like I like those those guys. I'm a little more intrigued by. I still, Reese yeah. Hines still interests me. I still think he's intriguing. Um, but yeah, Zach covered it with most of those guys. So I, I, I but we, what's been cool about the season is we've got to see. I've never heard of. Uh, I've never heard of some like Overton. Where did he come from? Hunter he was, Overton, yeah. He was, a, he was like a. They signed him to a minor league deal at the very beginning of the. Okay, season, all right. So, so I, I, a typical older yeah, guys yeah. bounced around sure. some and yeah. Sure. So, and that was one of the guys I'd never heard of. But, yeah, it's been cool seeing Ashcraft and hopefully Lodolo and Green, man. I hope I, – I, Green – the only thing that worries me about Green is still, like, the the meatball that he throws. Uh, and, and, and if guys get accustomed to that, especially in Great American, we kind of kind of screwed him a little bit there with the three <laughs> three eighteen to left field. So you, you know what you need to see from Green is just less fastballs. Yeah. And as yeah. a rookie, that's difficult because the – and I, I don't know what – Derek Johnson's strategy is, um, but I always found this really intriguing. With Detroit, they have Chris Federer, who's their pitching coach, mm-hmm. and widely regarded as a top top notch pitching coach. And with their prospects, it's find the strike zone first. You're going to give up hits. You're going to give up home runs. Um, you know we're we are a rebuilding team, but we want to establish a good pitcher. With Tarek Skubal, who relied on his fastball so much, like Green did, and he's firing it in there. Last year, just striking people out, showing flashes like Green has, and then bam, just freaking home run yeah. every time, you know, every other inning, it seemed like. Um, and now Scooble this year, after he's been able to command the zone that he learned through his his rookie year and his in parts of his second year, um, he switched from primar- primarily 65% fastball, dialing that back and working on the secondaries. And I think that's what they need to do with Hunter Green. And that might be the plan. Um, you saw in his start against, um, I guess it was Boston, when he was throwing a lo- little bit more of, of the secondary pitches. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they, they work with his pitch mix. Um, and may- maybe that is right now the focus is let's just make sure he can command the zone instead of trying to throw everything all the time and walk six batters. Yeah. All right, the last question I had on here. Favorite baseball movie? Favorite baseball movie? Yeah. 
Uh, I'm a big baseball movie guy. Okay. Um, I've seen most of them, um, especially the ones that are good, and a lot of the bad ones too. I'd say most underrated is Sugar. Have you all seen no, Sugar? I've not seen I'm, Sugar. I don't know. I don't know that one. Watch Sugar. It's about. Um, it came out probably 2010, 2008. Um, kind of about like a Dominican player's path to the majors. It's it's not like funny or anything. It's very like realistic and kind of almost sad. Um, but a super super good movie. Um, Sandlot's a classic that I watch constantly, um, more for n- nostalgic value mm-hmm. than anything. Um, but Sandlot's probably my favorite. Um, okay. Man, yeah, I prob probably go Sandlot as cliche as that sounds. Oh, that, that's a good one. That's Mon- a good one. Moneyball and Trouble with the Curve are mine. But I like Moneyball. Money- Moneyball's a good Moneyball's all. Moneyball's good. really good. Mm-hmm. Trouble with the curve, I thought sucked. <laughs> I, I, I it, wasn't, it wasn't great, but I did like the the, the pro like the uh, the scout aspect to it. So it was like yeah, I usually you don't get into the scouting aspect. I'm actually gonna backtrack with you real quick. I have a disdain for Nick Crawl. I think he's a walking puppet. I think I think really? I think whatever he does, I think is under the command of the Castellinis. I think that's why Dick Williams left. I think Dick Williams didn't want to be controlled anymore with what was going on. Where do you what do you, what do you think about Nick Crawl? Because again, real quick, the way he's been speaking, especially during a time when everything was imploding, it was it like, was dude, what are you talking about? Avoid the peaks and the valleys. Mm-hmm. What, you don't want to yeah. you don't want to be at the top of the mountain. Yeah, he's a PR nightmare. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. he should just shut up. Like, <laughs> they need to let him speak as little as possible because he yeah, just says the wrong things. Um, but you know, I, I can think whatever of what he says. I care a lot more about what he does than sure. what he says for the Reds. And he has not made any trades that I look at and say, "Holy shit, this is miserable." Yeah. Right. Um, he's made a bizarre one, like Mike Miner yeah, for Amir that Garrett. That was bizarre. Right. Um, I think you know the way you know everyone said Wade Miley walking. This is so dumb. And I said there has to be more to it that we don't know. Wade Miley's made three starts and has been on the injury list now twice. Um, I just feel like there's something there that we just will never know, but there must have been an injury thing with mm-hmm. him. Um, and remember, he missed most of 2020 with injury, so it's not crazy right. to think. Yeah. Um, I don't dislike Nick Kroll. I agree, though. He is a PR nightmare, and I agree with what you're saying about um, the ownership kind of doing, leading him in, in such a way. Right. And I think that's pretty common everywhere. I, I take that back. Not everywhere. A lot of places. That's why like Derek Jeter left the Met or yeah. the Marlins because, and why I think Dick Williams probably left as well. Um, but all of the trades Crawl's been making. I mean, I, there's none that have just. I've just said this is a complete L from the beginning. Um, they have at least made sense, and I know that seems like a low bar, but when you look around the league, there's definitely some GMs that make trades that don't always make sense so I, i'd say he's fine like yeah. I, I don't dislike him i don't love him or anything like um I, I, I guess we'll see how some of these prospects turn out that he's gotten in return i i and you'd mentioned it a little bit earlier i'll never I, I i can understand everything he did except for one i understand why he got rid of suarez he's towards the end he hasn't been he hasn't been really productive obviously there's not a lot left you can get rid of him you can get rid of him i understand not signing wade miley I'd argue that that was the be- one of the best years of his career, most likely never going to happen again. 
Sonny Gray, he goes five innings max. He's at 110 pitches already. Uh, Been injured twice this year, yeah. too. And it's a lot of those guys that make sense. I, and you touched on it earlier. The Jesse Winker thing, I, I, I'll never get and I'll, and I'll never understand it. He, he was, you know, we had him under control. Uh, he wasn't expensive. Maybe he would have been expensive towards the end. We don't know, obviously, now. Um, but I, it just seemed, it seemed disrespectful. It seemed wrong. Because I think that was the straw that kind of killed the, the momentum in the dugout. It kind of it hurt a lot of the guys. Nick Castellanos, Nick Castellanos started uh, coming out of the woodwork. I think it was, uh, who was the former Red? Um, uh, da, 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 da. Zach Cozart. Cozart started coming out of the woodwork. And it was like the Winker thing, I, I, I just think it, makes, it didn't make any sense. And my, I, and my argument with, with him and Suarez struggling, and again, I do believe that something has, with their struggles has to do with them completely uprooting their lives on a, on a dime. Moving to the literally off opposite side of the country, uh, out of nowhere, and it was a surprise to him. So that that was my take on that. Yeah, and um, I'll just tell you what I think it could be. I don't know. I don't have. I literally have zero connections with the Reds. I don't have. <laughs> are you the GM, Clay? Are you pulling the strings? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm the GM, and the team's gonna suck if I was GM. But my thought process with it was simply, this team is not going to get better the way it's structured right now. They weren't going to add payroll, um, I assume. And the way that the team was built was not going to win that way. So you need to get... First off, Jesse Winker sucks against left-handed pitching. Um, So you have a glorified platoon player who's one of the better hitters in 2021 in the league. And if you're not going to sign him long-term, he's a bad fielder and he's all full on the base pass. It's a limited player who makes highlights because of his bat, and you need that in a lineup, don't get me wrong. But who else can you trade from that roster to kind of shake up the team and start? I mean, like, you're not trading Moose. Right. And then you had an opportunity to get off of Suarez's deal and money. Um, and I think that they jumped at that opportunity. Like, Moose wasn't going to be able to go. Obviously, Votto can't be traded. Like, the team was not going to be good this year with Winker and Suarez either way. And um, I think that they saw an opportunity to sell high, get back a Jake Fraley, who's a totally serviceable fourth outfielder um, with a little bit more upside than what he's shown, I, I think. Justin Dunn, a top 100 prospect at one point in time, um, who's just been injured, but could still be a... If he takes over the Gutierrez role, like, that, that's good. Like, yeah, he's better yeah. than Gutierrez. And then you got two young, intriguing arms, one closer to the majors, one a little bit further. So you got stuff that could help the team this year, in two years, and in four years for a um, guy who's a really good against right-handed pitching, a guy that everyone loved but was limited in other areas that the team no longer wanted to be limited in in multiple positions, and you got off the Suarez money. Um, it hurt. Like, it sucked. Yeah, I loved, right. I loved J- Jesse Winker, but at the end of the day, I understood why they did it. And If Winker was playing like he is right now, yeah, the value would be half that return. That's true. I, it's true. That's fair. It makes, that, makes, that makes sense. Well, Clay, thanks for – 
Thanks for coming on with us and for, dealing with for the, an hour the, the and, and dealing with the, our our technical problem, but uh, we appreciate. Yeah, so it. I, I didn't realize that I was going yeah. that long. But, no, uh, no, you're you're good. It was a, we love it was it. our error. But what's going on with the Spartan in the background there? Michigan State. Um, I I'm a big Michigan State fan. Actually, okay, there we go. You know, uh, yeah, th- these are uh, I got my baseball books over here, my Spartan, and uh, the these are all like. Uh, Books about fly fishing, so okay. a, l- a little bit of my diversity here in other interests <laughs> besides baseball. All right. Well, thanks a bunch, Clay. You can you can read Clay uh, just baseball. You can follow him uh, at Clay underscore Snow. Uh, big following there, almost four thousand followers. So, Clay, thanks uh, thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you all.